Lead Generation Strategies for B2B Tech Companies, a podcast by Brightvision. Here, you will learn how to generate great leads from the most experienced B2B sales and marketing people. Your host today, and always, is Jakob Levenbrand, CEO at Brightvision. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the B2B Legion podcast for tech companies. My name is Jacob Levenbrand. I'm the Managing Director of Bright Vision, as well as host of this podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the core ingredients to customer experience success with an expert in this area. Oliver Budworth, the Head of Strategy at the Customer Experience Agency, The Croc. So welcome to our podcast, Oliver. Thanks very much, Jacob. Yeah, good to, good to join you today. Yeah, we're so happy to have you with us. And so um, stoked to talk about uh, customer experience and all your insights into that topic. But before we start diving into that topic, can you just please briefly tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? <laughs> Certainly. Um, so I've worked in uh, the marketing, advertising and customer experience industry now for coming up to 20 years, which sounds terrifying when I say it out loud but um, over the course of my career I've kind of worked with a, a wide range of brands globally including Ford but more recently um, working at the Croc I kind of oversee the strategic output of the agency and partner generally partner with CMOs of leading B2B brands such as Sitecore, Cisco, ServiceNow to design help them design marketing activity around their customers. Mm. Interesting. So um, 20 years, I think that's a very good uh, length of a career going on. You know, that's pretty much exactly <laughs> my background as well. You know, 20 mm. years and going. So uh, uh, I know it, it sounds a lot, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> We're alive. <laughs> so you have a lot of experiences um, and, and insights and uh, things that you uh the agency you're working at, the Croc, have um, uh, packaged into what you call customer experience. Yep. So maybe we can start there. How would you define customer experience as an area if some of our listeners haven't come across that expression? So it's a, it's a great question and it's something that um, we, we get asked a lot. I get asked a lot. And it's a question that I, I also ask a lot when, when we kind of speak to some of our clients you know why why customer experience so i guess it's good to rewind back to 1998 um to a, an article that was produced by b joseph pine the second and james h gilmore it was published in harvard business review and they defined a, a new form of differentiation for businesses that they called in the article and you, the article is still available if you go on hbr you can you can see it Mm -hmm. They called it the, the experience economy. And in the article, they argued that an experience with a, with a business or with a brand is as real as an offering of, you know, it's as real as any service or goods or commodities or products that that, that business sells that you can kind of buy. And therefore, the experience has intrinsic value. They, they also believed that experience was also a, a way for businesses to differentiate their offer and make their offer and and also to do things like make the business more premium in the process and I think about 
when you think about the kind of core principles of brand, for instance, um, brand is obviously, you know, a really good way of, of helping, um, you know, charge more for your products, right? You invest in your brand and experience is obviously intrinsically linked to that. So I define CX or customer experience as quite simply the overall experience a person has with a business or brand, whether that's sitting in the foyer of, of, of the, the business's office or browsing um, in one of their stores, interacting with their website or speaking to someone in their sales team. The CX is kind of like the collection of all of these things. That's what you know makes and defines their customer experience as, as the customer. And I think even with all the technology and data and expertise available today, you'd be amazed how few businesses are truly good at kind of joining all these dots to create what I'd kind of call a consistently good customer experience. We can kind of talk about that, that later in the conversation. Mm. So interesting. Yeah, so it's kind of a wide uh, definition where every experience and every interaction creates an experience with a brand. So mm. just as I say, it can be physical, it can be uh, virtual, it can be local, it can be global and so forth. Uh, yeah, so really, yeah. really interesting. So, and you're primarily working with B2B clients. Uh, and That's uh, right, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, B2B companies, especially uh, tech companies have often intangible products and, you know, <laughs> software and systems and, and things like that. So what is your advice on building a successful customer experience campaign for a B2B company? And what is the core ingredients that you would like to highlight um, in order to be successful in this area? Yeah, it's, um, it's a really good question. So, so I think there are many ways to think about customer experience from how it can help improve the integration between the physical and digital elements of a business. So say for example, an airline where today the, the airline's website and their, and their apps are really kind of tightly integrated with the physical elements of flying, such as when you go to check-in, so you can do your check-in online, you can print your boarding pass, you know, and you do all that kind of digitally and you get your, your boarding pass on your phone. Mm -hmm. But then when you go to the airport and you go through security and so on, you're kind of using that. So, so I think, you know, that's, that's kind of a, I'm going to say a kind of a, a really kind of simple example, but I guess for today's conversation, and there's, there's obviously lots of parts to CX, but I can kind of talk about it in a lot of detail around uh, and focus on the role of CX in relation to marketing. Mm -hmm. um, defining, I think when you when you think about marketing, defining what marketing is in any business can can be done by asking five simple questions. So question one, what are you doing to make sure people are aware of you? Uh, what are you doing when people start comparing you to the competition? Um, how uh, what are you doing to get people to buy you? How are you maximizing what people will pay for your products? As we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. And how are you understanding what's effective? Actually, there's, there's also a sixth question that all of the other above five questions are kind of dependent on, which is how is your business organized and operationalized around the customer to ensure you're doing the right marketing? And I think this is, this is where CX, the practice of CX and customer experience principles can really help. I think there are things like um, customer journey maps, for example, um, that, that are actually such an incredibly useful tool I think people people often 
um, you know, can put down the usefulness of things like customer journey maps, because as we all know, especially in B2B, customer journeys can be extremely long, convoluted, um, customer journey, you know, from first interaction with a brand all the way through to purchase, where it goes through lots of rounds of multiple stakeholders feeding into the process. In B2B in particular, it can take months, sometimes years to get to the point of the sale. Google actually coined a phrase, the messy middle, which um, we, we kind of love at the croc. Um, we think it's, it's a really useful term. But I think where customer journey maps come into their own is, is helping to build a picture of the typical types of interaction someone will have with a business and how the business is serving them at each of the key stages. So journey maps, they're not designed to kind of give you all the answers, but certainly they, they create something that then different teams within the business can I can kind of collect around and gather around. Mm. And I think that's really useful. And I think particularly in large, larger organizations where teams often work in silos and don't necessarily talk to each other, the principles and practice of customer experience kind of gets these teams talking. So it gives them a, a single conversation and source of truth to rally around. And that's where it's, where it's really powerful because I think another thing with CX is it, it's not something that can just be kind of done in isolation by one team, by say just by marketing or just by the customer service team or just by the technology team. It requires input from lots of different stakeholders. Yeah, so interesting. And uh, so the customer journey map is, is, is a mm. great example of that. And I can understand how that can really be helpful for a customer, uh, a company to, to rally around a certain yeah theme or topic you want your clients to experience so that's really interesting i think um, um i was i was just going to say another thing is also um workshops so i've i'd call myself a fairly experienced workshopper i've, I've mm -hmm. kind of done and conducted a, a lot of workshops over the course of my career and i think again in, with cx workshops are a, an incredibly powerful tool to bring multiple stakeholders together to unpick and then reassemble different elements of the business or or the marketing they provide a, a lot of value condensing a lot of work into a very short space of time again getting different departments talking to each other lit quite literally in the same room so work workshops as well yeah um that's that's a good example as well when, when you have um uh when you do design those kind of journeys with workshops and other ingredients there is it what are the hardest parts is it the start <laughs> or is it getting everybody aligned or what do you think uh, companies stumble when when you start working with them to create this customer experience journey workshop or yeah plan so to say it's a <laughs> it's 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 a an, another great question so i think um one of the hardest things is actually working out what, what to focus on I think anyone who's who's worked on a, a you know a customer experience initiative or project um, you know in their career will kind of recognise this, which is as soon as you start to look at the organisation as a whole, suddenly lots of things start to appear, and it's kind of working out what you should focus on first because projects that start small can become big uh, very very quickly, mm. um, and what that kind of ends up in is is projects that never get completed they can kind of drag on and drag on and drag on because you keep on un un uncovering new things 
new bits of data, new requirements. And I think what we what we typically like to do is very quickly try and get to a almost like a I'm going to call it a pilot, but I think that's underselling it really. Focus on one one part of the business, just one area. So uh, one as one one aspect of the customer journey, or one area of the business that really does need improvement. Work on that first, because what you'll typically find is the first project that you'll do, you'll almost do a lot of the design of the core principles for the organization as a whole that mm. you can then start to then apply to other areas of the business so i think being really militant in terms of what you're what you're going to focus on first so that the project doesn't become sprawling and uh, and take forever is 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 kind of really important that's probably the biggest challenge knowing what to do first mm. yeah who who is the typical client in an organizational perspective who, who's owning the customer experience, is it the CMO or is it somewhere else in the organization you typically end up in these discussions? Um, yeah, so it's a good question. It, it, typically it is the CMO because I think the way that a lot of businesses will kind of like look at um, uh, CX is, is through the lens of marketing. And certainly, you know, that obviously where the croc was kind of born from a, a marketing background and has continued to evolve to focus be much more focused on kind of like cx but i think typically the clients that we speak to uh customer experience initiatives sit with the marketing team but what i would say is again i kind of talked about this earlier and i'll probably talk about it again later as soon as you kind of begin working on a customer experience project you very quickly bring in uh, other, other departments within your organization but also third parties as well. So particularly in B2B, lots of B2B brands have um, uh, external consultants and external stakeholders that are involved. So um, they're kind of involved in the process too, but certainly um, ops, tech, media, um, sales in particular, mm. heavy involvement. Um, you know, where CX is really powerful is joining up sales and marketing again, mm. Uh, lots of businesses, they have very good marketing teams, they have very good sales teams. Sometimes those teams don't talk to each other, you know, often enough. And, and that can doesn't necessarily cause pain internally, but it can cause pain for the customer. And ultimately, any CX initiative is focused on making it making the experience with the brand better for the customer, right? So getting teams talking, getting them connected, creating things that teams can work collectively against is is extremely powerful but yes it's it's typically always begins with marketing mm, yeah it's a, <laughs> it sounds like a complex sell to to get everybody on board and you know <laughs> focus on it, it uh, can uh, be it can yeah. be yeah yeah interesting but uh nonetheless it's a very cool when you actually get everybody on board and get the whole company a 360 view working yep. together to form a great customer experience strategy Wow, awesome. Is there any, talking about creating return investment and, and making the sell, so to say, how do you measure customer experience success? What does success look like and how can you convince the client that this is worthwhile the investment? That's the million dollar question. So <laughs> I'll try to explain it. So there are, there are so many elements to customer experience because what you're ultimately trying to do is, is measure the effectiveness of 
customer interaction and what your brand is doing against against those interactions. So if we do this, is it improving the customer's experience with our brand? And therefore, are they more likely to buy from us, buy from us again, uh, you know, be a returning customer? Are they more likely to advocate us positively online rather than kind of um, write a write a bad review of their last interaction? So, so measuring CX can be really tricky. Mm. Um, increasingly, we and and this is being actually um, Facebook have actually just published an uh, an article about it. We're using what we what's called marketing mix modeling, which isn't a a new thing. It's been around for for a long time. Um, and, and that's probably one of the most effective ways of doing it, which is really kind of taking data from lots of disparate sources and then anal analyzing that data to spot trends and opportunities. It's, it's not a fast or cheap thing to do, um, but it's, it's extremely powerful um, when it comes to kind of better understanding the impact and effectiveness of lots of different things across the organization. Um, Another thing that we try to do when we start any CX project, when we start talking to, to a client, is, is, is work towards developing a, a single metric by which, we, by which to measure all activity against. So everything that you then start to do, whether that is more marketing initiatives, creating new tools, optimizing the way that customers can interact with the sales team, is all attributed back to this single metric. So you create your attribution model, and then that almost acts, sits at the heart of everything that you do and everything that is done to improve the customer experience is measured against a single metric. It becomes very easy then for a business to quickly understand if new initiatives, optimizations, and things like that are working or not. Because ultimately, if you, if you can't organize your business around a metric and understand what, what drives growth, then who cares? Because you can measure lots of things, but actually really understanding the impact that they're having on things like your revenue and your bottom line, that's that's what companies ultimately want to know. So that's that's what we typically try to do. Mm, yeah. And what is that typical best single point of, you know, metric uh, that you so, usually go for? So so it varies. It's, it's an interesting question. It, vary, it varies really for, for every brand. So some... It, it quite literally is, it relates back to sales. Mm. But for some brands, they their, their attribution models will be developed around things such as um, uh, brand salience, for instance, so positive or, or uh, saliency or positive sentiment. And the brand will understand that for every percentage uplift in positive sentiment about the brand it equates to X thousands or millions of dollars for the business. So to lots of companies actually already have attribution models so it's simply a case of kind of understanding how they've developed their attribution model and then using what exists at the moment or they can be developed but it, re it really varies across different industries and sectors as to how that how that business at the heart of the business kind of measures success mm, yeah interesting so if i'm uh, you know many companies measure client satisfaction in different scales and, and surveys and we have quite advanced tools for that today where we can go with different <laughs> setups and so forth but where if i'm a practitioner and marketing manager for a b2b company maybe a tech company a software company and i would like to know you know maybe our customer experience suck 
how do I know? Where should I start looking? You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think typically, like, there's there's it all start kind of starts with data. So um, I think increasingly these days, brands are becoming more savvy at how they, you know, the data they're capturing and the data they're collection, collecting. I think this is what I mentioned earlier, marketing mix modeling. So this will actually collect and collate all the data from different sources and then start to analyze it to look for kind of trends and insights. I think one of the biggest challenges with data is often data will sit in silos. So cust any customer data, obviously you can look at it in isolation. So you can look at things like customer feedback, so lots of brands now, when you um, kind of complete a purchase, they'll send a, a post-purchase survey to kind of better understand, um, you know, what your experience is like. I think stores, um, you know, companies that have got physical stores, for example, like IKEA, um, they have very simple, simple ways of capturing customer sentiment, like the, the, the small panels with smiley faces on, right? Yeah. So, so that, so there's, so there's lots of kind of small small sources but again if you want to kind of look more broadly across the whole business marketing mixed modeling econometrics and looking more broadly across lots of different data sets to kind of spot trends that's that's typically where we'd where we'd begin but i'd also say never underestimate the power or importance of, of speaking to the people on the front line so the sales team they will have lots of anecdotal um, examples of the types of conversations they're having with customers. And they'll typically, the sales team in particular, will have a good understanding of the, the, the barriers and where customers are dropping out of the, the, the purchase funnel. So uh, at what point, if they, if they don't go ahead and buy from that brand, you know, why is that? So the sales team will generally have, and that's why we like to kind of uh, have conversations with the sales team as well as the marketing team to get those two kind of divergent views on, on things because the sales team can often, as I say, provide really valuable insight based on what customers are actually telling them. So it's incredibly useful. Mm, yeah, great tips around that. That's really good recommendations to, to start the front line as well. Do you work as a sales, marketing or channel manager and would like to generate great leads to your B2B tech company? Then we are here for you. By creating a qualified sales pipeline and strengthen your position in the tech industry, we help you grow. Depending on your needs, we use effective strategies like inbound marketing, telemarketing, account-based marketing and paid media. Get more information on brightvision.com. So what do you think are the key areas you know where organizations b2b companies are moving the coming year in these areas what what do you see are the themes the topics that comes up in your workshops with clients that they're really focused on for the coming year so say do you see any trends any things mm -hmm. to pay attention to yeah so we've talked we've talked about data a lot and i think de def definitely data i think with greater investment in data and data sciences now. I think, you know, um, all this data that, that brands have kind of been collecting over the years is starting to become really useful. There are lots of great tools out there to kind of really understand and interrogate what the data is actually telling you. And I think businesses increasingly are investing more in data sciences um, and, and experts who are, who are good at kind of like modeling data to kind of understand what it's telling them. So that is a, 
a thing that continue a discipline that continues to grow. Um, I think it's also you know a lot of the conversations we've been having on, as as with probably every business around around the world over the last sort of eighteen to twenty four months is is the impact of the pandemic and and the impact it's had particularly on people's habits and behaviours. Um, and I think it's it's affected some industries more than others. Some some positively, um, as bittersweet as it is to say. Um, and, and some negatively. So industries such as retail and, and CPG. So I think, you know, the shift from in-store in store purchasing to online means that brands have, you know, lots of brands, retailers in particular, have to work even harder than ever before to bring their experience, their customer experience to life in digital ways. Mm. Um, I think I think new platforms, you know, the emergence of new kind of platforms and, and tools and digital creators are helping brands find new ways to engage customers. But I still think we've got a, a long way to, to go yet. Um, we're starting to see sort of like different platforms and, and um, marketing merging together. Um, Travis Scott um, launching his new kind of song on Fortnite, you know, as a, as a great example of kind of mashing uh, yeah. different technologies together i think gucci recently have abolished running their own social channels and given over responsibility to um, a number of kind of key creators who are actually doing all the publishing on behalf of the brand so i think as i say brands are increasingly looking at different ways to to engage customers and i think i think personally so when when the pandemic hit obviously the crop we a lot of what we we did as an organization we also focused a lot on events you know extremely important in the world of b2b events and conferences so we we developed a new offering called podium which is a an immersive virtual event solution and that was really designed to offer our our clients um a, a way of kind of like running events but bringing almost like the craft and um experience that you get when you walk into kind of a large conference center to life digitally so we've got a big kind of like emphasis on the actual craft and styling and, and almost the theater of the events as well and that's that again is is is, is a trend that we're increasingly seeing more in b2b yeah so interesting um thanks thanks for for summarizing these trends i i can definitely see and relate to to uh a few of them there and as you say, it's so interesting to see these uh, virtual events becoming more and more advanced, and uh, the podium solution there sounds really interesting as as a uh, as, as a solution you have developed there as well. So mm. uh, thanks for sharing. Well, this is so interesting and and a very broad topic and and an important topic for every company these days to actually design these kind of journeys. But um, yeah. Uh, I, I know you're a busy guy, so Oliver, I'm so grateful for you uh, sharing these insights and, and background to customer experience and all the ins and outs of that. Uh, so thank you so much for that. But if our listeners want to know more about you, the Croc, or you know more about customer experience, where can we send them? <laughs> uh, thanks very much. Yeah, it's uh, my, my pleasure. So um, obviously you can check out the Croc, which is the Croc. Uh, T-H-E-C-R-O-C dot com. Um, and you can also look me up on LinkedIn. Um, I'm the only person on there with my name, so I'm not difficult to find. Great. Well, thank you so much, Oliver, for your time. And I Good wish you all the best on your future customer experience journeys, whatever they might take you. Thanks very much. Lovely to speak to you. 
Thank you for listening to Lead Generation Strategies for B2B tech companies. Don't forget to subscribe. You will find it where podcasts live. Discover how we can help you with your lead generation activities at brightvision.com.